This work was created on the unceded lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. This is a fictional podcast, and any names and stories bearing resemblance to real people are coincidental. Hello, my name is Tony Lee, and I'm a development executive at Fake House Pictures. Fake House is a film and TV production company on Gadigal land in Sydney, Australia. We're well known in the industry for creating stories which feature diversity, both on screen and behind the scenes. And this is why I became entangled in the story you're about to hear. In December of 2021, a social media storm erupted, accusing commercial television station Channel 8 of racism. Multiple people, including some high-profile actors, shared how they heard racist comments in Channel 8's cafeteria on multiple occasions. Steve is the director of network programming at Channel 8. This is Steve being interviewed about the allegations of racism. Channel 8 has the highest commitment to diversity and inclusion. We have policies in place that make sure that things like this don't happen. And in fact, we, uh, we have a show that ticks all of the diversity boxes in development right now. Really? Uh, what's the show, Steve? Oh, it, it's in development. Oh, I can't tell you much more than that. Steve was lying. He didn't have something in development, so he called in Sanvi, a development manager at Channel 8, and asked her to quickly bring together a group within the next month to pitch an idea that ticked all the diversity boxes at once. Sanvi called me, and I pulled together a group of diverse, intersectional writers and creators to be in a writer's room for one week to solve how we might tick all the diversity boxes at once. Day one, Monday morning, the 13th of December. The very first thing we're asked to do is take a publicity photo. Here's Sanvi gathering the group. All right, everyone, can I get everyone's attention? Um, I've just been asked to get a quick photo for publicity just to help kick off the excitement around the project. Okay, cool. So if you guys don't mind maybe going to that corner of the room and organising yourselves according to height. According to height? (laughs) We're in the boardroom of Channel 8. Maybe can we lean in on the sides to maybe oh. see, just to bring it all together okay. like a little shell? <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's great. Cheese. <laughs> all right, everyone say cheese. Cheese. Everyone say channel eight. After the publicity photo is taken, we take our seats and Sanvi kicks off the day. Thank you guys for the photo. Um, as you know, I've met most of you already, but just to just to sort of make, be more official about it, my name is Sanvi Mukherjee. I'm an executive producer for Channel 8. Um, I've worked with Tony several times before, and I'm excited for this room that she's pulled together, so thank you all for being here. Um, before we start, let me begin with a welcome to country. Acknowledgement. Sorry, acknowledgement to country. Uh, let me read this so I can make sure I get it right. Uh, we acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the country we're meeting on today. We repay, we pay our respects to elders past. Pre- <laughs> we pay our respects to elders past and present, and extend that respect to all First Nations people present today. So for, we're here for one week, as you all know. We're coming up with a 30-minute uh, a pitch for a 30-minute TV series for Monday nights, and also we really want to capture that streaming catch-up audience as well. 
it, so after this, after this week, hopefully our pitch is successful and we can go into further development and really codify that and get it out on screens. So I'll be coming and going throughout the week, you know, between this and other rooms and meetings, but I'll leave you in Tony's hands. Um, actually, now I've got to go run to another meeting. So thank you all, and I'll see you all later. Okay, thanks, Sandy. Thanks. Sandy leaves, and after a bit of a strange start, it's now up to me to set the tone of the room. So just to extend <laughs> on that, um, so yeah, Sandy's going to be coming and going throughout the week, just... Um, She'll be part of the room at times, um, but if she, yeah, so if she's here, we'll just include her in our conversations. Um, I just want to say, yeah, thanks all for, for being here. It's a, a really exciting group for me. Um, I've <clears throat> kept an eye on your careers. I've um, seen what you've all been doing, and I think this is a really quite a unique opportunity. As you know, Channel 8 doesn't normally do this kind <laughs> of thing, so... Um, you know, um, we, you might have seen in the news the stuff about Steve, which we can talk further about later on, but, um, you know, separate to all of that, I am really pleased that you all managed to come to this room and join this because I, I do think we can create something. It's a really unique opportunity. I do think we can create something, like, pretty special. Yeah. Um, so, uh, any questions before we... Yep, what happened to Steve? Oh, you didn't... I see it. Um, Who's Steve? Okay, so, um, uh, do we want to talk about it now? I, I, well, I guess we can. It. Is yeah. he sick? Okay. Do it. What? No, no, so Steve, Steve, oh, who, who, you saw it on the news. Uh, like, did you, do you want to? <laughs> uh, this is Mina. She's got a strong online presence and pretty much always knows what's going on. I greatly named Steve White, the executive <laughs> of Channel 8. Um, Look, I think this is also my reading of the situation. Um, you know, there were some recordings and emails and things like that that are happening, you know, upstairs and all that. And as a response, it seems from me, this is my read from it, um, to kind of being asked about that, um, the pap Steve responded or rebutted any accusations of isms happening in the building by saying, no, 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 don't worry, we've got a show in development. Then, mm. no shade to you, Tony, but then scrambled to pull together this room to make said show. Um, and that, that's why we're here? Yeah, yeah. So it was... <laughs> yeah. A like, box show? Yeah. Like, he kind of said that he had a show in development that ticked all the diversity boxes. Oh, so, so where the boxes? Where the, <laughs> yeah. But I don't want, we don't need to think about it that way, though. This is a really good opportunity. Like, who cares how it came about, right? Like, it's not often we'd have this, any opportunity to have, like, this mix of people in the room. And I've I thought quite carefully about who to bring here and, you know, and how we might interact with each other to, 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 yeah, to create something that, is, that, that hasn't been seen before. So um, anyway, like we haven't even um, introduced ourselves. <laughs> I, know, I know some of you already know each other and, and some sort. So, so maybe we can just, we can start there and, and very happy to talk about Steve more in the break or if it comes up. Um, but maybe the first thing we should do is just introduce yeah, ourselves. Sure. So um, I think I just wanted to check, is this 
being recorded? Or? Yeah, it's, yes. Sorry. Yeah. So there's a recorder in the middle of the room. Sorry, I should have said thanks, Mina. Um, <laughs> and basically, the reason why that's there is because I didn't want to have a note taker in this room because of the mix of people in this room. I didn't want to create any kind of power dynamic of any kind. I just thought that would be a better thing to do. So we probably won't need the notes because we're doing a pitch. Um, but it's there just in case. But yeah, that's why we're recording. Right. Thanks, Mina. Oh, and it doesn't. The recording doesn't accompany the pitch to go to Steve. No, 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 no. These are just say you say a brilliant line that I want to capture. Like rather than me having to type it down, I'll you know I can listen back to the recording. But it, we probably won't use it. So yeah, it's, it's gotcha, but we can still speak freely. Speak freely. And ignore gotcha. it. I promise you, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I've broken that promise because you're listening to the very thing that I promised never to share. This podcast is about, and is in itself, diversity work. After what happened to us in this one week in this writer's room, everyone in the room agreed that our story needed to be shared. Not the story in the pitch that we came up with. You won't hear any of the specifics about what we actually pitched to Channel 8, because the intellectual property is owned by Channel 8. But I'm inviting you on a journey through our week. I'm inviting you to listen to what happens behind closed doors. I'm speaking with permission from the participants in this writer's room to share our story. And by sharing our story, I'm inviting you on a journey beyond this week into the lives of diverse creatives in the screen industry. Each episode will reveal a different aspect of diversity work. So let's meet the participants in this writer's room. First up, the Miller twins. I'm Kiara Miller. This is my twin, Blake. Hey, guys. Um, so we are proud First Nations women from the Wanneroo Nation. We have a background in writing and directing already, but really excited to hear kind of other voices as well and kind of working with other our viewpoints as well. We're so used to working specifically on Indigenous content, so it's really exciting to kind of branch out a bit more with this. You're identical, right? Um, that's yes. not just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is Mina, who we've already met. At Mina underscore, if you know me on the internet. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I am a writer, comedian, not Beyonce. Um, yeah. Better than Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Next up, we have Krista. I am a disabled female writer and filmmaker. And I just want to say, I'm so excited to tell you all that my film just won Best Film at the Step Up Awards. Here's Penny. I'm a writer. I've worked a lot in kids' TV. Um, but have always been eager to get in the adult stuff, done some note-taking for Tony before, so I'm super excited to be in my first adult room. Um, and yeah, with the diversity stuff, I know I don't look it, but I am half Chinese, and I have an invisible disability. Oh, what do you, what, um, do you mind sharing? Uh, yeah, sure, it's called, it's called Malditabarkmont syndrome, um, and it is like a miscommunication between my ocular and vestibular system, so I feel like I'm on a really turbulent flight or a boat, like 24-7. This is Lee. I recently worked as an actor with um, Fake House Productions in a TV drama series, so 
So that was my first foray into the TV and movie business, and it's very exciting, really interesting for me. Um, this opportunity to sort of uh, work on something from such an early stage, maybe be part of the writing process is really interesting to me, so I'm happy to be here. Here we have Hope. I am a writer. I uh, have written a few TV shows now, and I've got a book that one of the TV shows being turned into a book, which is very, very exciting. I'm Coda, which means I'm a child of deaf adults, but I'm also now like deaf. So uh, please, if you're wearing masks and you're needing to talk to me, just pull your mask down so I can read your lips. That's very helpful. And if you know any Auslan, that's even better. Finally, we have Grace. I think I might be the only one here that is completely outside of the industry. Um, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm from the US. I've been in Australia now for many years. Um, I'm an academic, and when I was in the US, um, I worked on representations of people of color on screen, mostly film, uh, mostly Asian American. And since coming to Australia, I've sort of, I don't really know what I do now. I feel like I, I people keep thinking I do Korean studies, and I do but the race stuff has sort of dropped out. So anyway, I don't want to bore you with all the mechanics of this. As day one progresses, we have long, rolling, meandering conversations. Sometimes there is disagreement or a moment of awkwardness, but there is deep listening and respect from the group towards each other. One of the first conversations we have is about who should even be in the writer's room. Here's Kiara of the Miller Twins kicking off the conversation. Are we going to address that we are here to create a narrative? Like, yes, we are, like, tech, like for the network, we are people who are ticking boxes. Um, but I guess, like, all of us are here because we want to change the narrative that we see on television. Um, what about, like, other people looking at this? You know, I mean, it's not like this is Noah's Ark where there's, like, two of each people. You know, we're kind of one... I mean, we're two, but like everyone else is like one representing that community. So it's just like, are we tokens? How do we address that we're not tokens for the kind of are or are we tokens for the company? So you know you can't get too twisted up in knots about having the right people in the room because someone is always going to get left out, right? And I don't think that we should let that take away from our opportunity to come and do this. Like, I think we should just take it for what it is. Cause you can twist yourself up in knots and, and it's exhausting to try and cover everything. Mm. Do you think it's important though that we like, like I, I, I know some of you and I know all your work that like for us that we kind of go, we know who's in the room so that if we're speaking to something you know, like for example, um, with Penny, like you talked about your invisible disability, like that is, I think, important information in this context. If we're, you know, to to speak to, I don't yeah. know. May, maybe yeah. my question, I guess, is: Is there anything that any of you want to disclose about your identities? I know we're diving straight in the deep end really early here. My identity is that I'm fabulous. Like, I mean, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, yeah. why? Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you've got me here for the death box. No, well. Okay, well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, you're all here because of your identity, but at the same time, obviously, you're an incredible group of creators who are here, who I believe can break 
break the mould and tell like a new story of okay, some so sort. Okay, so we just you know. assume that one of the boxes is fabulous and we've all ticked that box. We've all ticked right? that box, yeah. So then, but then it's like, it's like, I mean, there are some people where we can see, okay, well, it's very clear why some people are here and which box they're ticking, but what about like neurological disorders? Like I'm not, you know, how do we know that is, I think that's tricky. I mean, I think if this is a ticking the box exercise. It's not a ticking the box exercise. So it. Then how do we know what we're missing? That's a good question. It's always a box ticking exercise. And so it's like the ticking the boxes and then what? And so I think we can't avoid it and probably maybe more people should be twisting themselves into knots to work it out and then go from there of being like, okay, what is the lay of the land? What do we have covered? What don't we have covered? Mm. What are we going to do with that? Yeah, I Um, guess I wanted to the job. But at what level does that become about semantics? You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? I just don't want to, you know... Um, spend too much time worrying about whether we're the right people in the room and who's missing because the fact is that we've been bought by Tony who's put a lot of thought into all of this and I think that we can just do what we can do and... You know, maybe the people left out, that'll be the next room. You know what I mean? Yeah, but justice delayed is justice denied. And if we don't take up that, if we don't do the work to even acknowledge our own blind spots, we just hope someone else will. Like, that's just me. Like, then who's going to do that work? Someone sometime in the future is going to pick up our slack. I think we can walk and chew gum, is all I'm saying. Like, I think we can do the work, we can make well, this amazing show. Well, some walk, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I just think, yeah, we've got, we can do that. I mean, if there is a room that could do that, this is probably one of the best equipped ones. The discussions led us to question why we were in the room and what exactly we were there to do. Very quickly, we were up against some of the industry's trickiest questions. Here's Grace and Lee tackling some of the big topics. Tony, you said to me on the phone that you really wanted this group to be intersectional, Mm. right? So, I mean, I have my academic definition or whatever, but I'm just curious what that might mean for us and why also you use that word to describe everybody in the room and what you think that will bring to the development process. Because it seems quite vague what Steve wants or, you know, like what we're actually going to be. Um, creating, but that it, it needs to be diverse in some way. So it's a pretty, I mean, I, I'm a diversity consultant, but I hate that word um, for lots of reasons. I feel so like you're a consultant, which word? <laughs> no, diversity. <laughs> consultant, nah, you know, <laughs> but like diversity because it's such a, I mean, even this idea of ticking all the boxes, everything that's come up so far in terms of how difference gets commodified, you know, and it's also because we're living in a capitalist system where time is money, and, you know, and these scripts have to appeal to the largest number of audiences or whatever. So it's almost an impossible situation, right, that like, we have to constantly represent whatever difference we bring to the table, and that gets commodified. Isn't I'm going this, on, and I'm sorry. Uh, discussion about marginalization? Mm. I, when I, when I, I'm thinking, as you were saying, uh, 
when we're talking about capitalism. Mm. I think it is, it is that idea that there is a mainstream yes. and how, um, I guess, TV, the TV industry makes money from a certain idea of the mainstream and, the, and what stands for a universal experience. Yes. Um, it could be a white experience or an able-bodied experience, etc., et or heterosexual, heteronormative experience, etc. And I guess what we have here is, tr is we're trying to form um, a space where we are maybe slightly outside or maybe a lot outside of that. Mm. Um, although... I think it's true that it'll, it'll never be comprehensive. I don't know if it will ever be comprehensive because we can never have, um, you know, we can only have a certain number of people working on a project together. But I guess we can acknowledge that all of us are a little bit or a lot on the outside of what we might think of as a mainstream. Absolutely. I mean, maybe the goal is to just sort of decenter the center yeah. a little bit. Mm. You know? Yeah, but because the money is always at the center. Absolutely. And the mo money always looks a certain way and has always been that way. Mm. Um, we would like to indulge in the fantasy of decentering the center and us occupy occupying the center. But as long as the money and power is at that space, it's hard. Um, and I guess what we can do best is to have this, you know, sort of a congregation and figure out what we can do about it. The room is earnest focused and serious, but not in a heavy way. It's not often we get to speak at this level of nuance and complexity, as we're often having to censor ourselves to be diplomatic or spend our time educating others in the room about areas of difference. So the conversation on this first day is energising. We loop back to figuring out who we have in the room, what boxes we tick and who we're missing. Mina comments on this. The disclosing and spending the time because I, oh, I feel I feel like this is part of the work I don't think this is a secondary thread to doing the work of writing the show this mm. is part of the work of making a show and we have culturally or like mainstream spaces have gotten into the habit of not doing this part of the work they haven't been doing their job properly and there is a duty of care that we all feel for our respective communities and wherever we come from and whoever we're bringing into this space, um, especially if, we, if any of us are the only of whatever specific intersection or one part of our identity, that mm. we are all at a deficit in terms of representation and we all feel that weight, whether it's acknowledged or not, of how XYZ community is represented, if this might yeah. be the one or this might be one of three. And so, yeah, we need that Judy care because, I mean, we took a photo. <laughs> if whatever this looks like at the end, they will point at whoever is in yeah. this room mm. to either blame or to thank or to remember in 15 years or whatever it is. The buck stops with us. Yeah, it's, yeah. If, if you're comfortable, maybe to answer this question for ourselves, can we disclose however much you feel comfortable about disclosing of your identity so that we know what we have in the room. So I'm happy to go first. I'm gay. 
obviously Asian. We spend a hefty amount of time discussing our identity and the nuance of our identities. It's interesting to note here that the time we spend doing this at this stage helped us a lot when it came to creating characters later on. So both my parents are deaf. I am disabled. Class is a disability, um, but I kind of feel weird about having ownership over that word. I'm straight. Does that matter? Yeah. Okay, I'm straight. Oh, we're both queer? Yeah. I'm queer. Queer. And I'm single. Does that matter? <laughs> Transgender. Woman. First Nations, like we said. Yeah. Afro-black. Asian-Australian. So I am white presenting, so I kind of feel like I exist in this grey area. Child migrant, first gen child migrant. Immigrant. Recovering Christian. <laughs> um, Aries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Sagittarian. <laughs> but I've got a lot of Virgo, so lots of anxiety. As far as I know, that's all there is. I'm not sure if there are other things. You, have um, you worked out what we're missing? Well, I don't think I guess, there's no neurodiversity. Yeah, I guess we've kind of gone through it now. There's no neurodiversity. There's no, yeah, what do we rattle off? Like, if you there's talk no about men. disability, there's so many different types yep. of disabled no people blind. that there are no aren't men. included. There are no, <laughs> no men. No men? That's a disability. Was that a no. conscious choice? <laughs> <laughs> the no men thing, was that a conscious choice? What was that? I can't the pitch of my no. voice gave that away. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, it's very, it's, it's not often I get to bring a room together. Mm. So let's just say I, you know, was excited about bringing together a room that I wanted to bring together. Even mm -hmm. when you're, so sh you're consciously, even when you're consciously excluding them, you still know that their presence is here. Mm -hmm. You know, they're still... Well, there's Steve. Yeah, how much yeah. have we talked about Steve, right? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. And the way, the way we interact, the furniture we sit on and all that. Yeah. So much of it is men things mm. that we are already operating within. We figured out a way to be comfortable that we are the right people in the room. While we don't tick every diversity box, we certainly have a lot of boxes ticked. And we found a way to move beyond thinking of ourselves as just those boxes. Next, we have to figure out who our audience is. It seems straightforward enough, right? It's the Channel 8 audience. But who has access to Channel 8? Here's Hope questioning this. Will you have captions? Um, in the normal Channel 8 way. So, What's that teletext? Yeah. Brilliant. So it's going to be in gibberish. Well, I mean... I don't think the network would agree to open captions. But, right, so they're but, just going to have but, captions. But maybe there are story things where we can say it's important to have it in there. But, mm -hmm. so, okay, well, I'm going to put my hand up and say I would like it to be open captions for the whole thing. Because if you're attracting a deaf audience to go, hey, there's deaf characters in this thing, but you've got to turn your stupid teletext on for the bulk of it and then only understand the bit where people come in and sign. What about in, in streaming, surely? Oh, streaming, streaming you can they'll have, they'll have yes, closed streaming, captions. Yes, streaming, you can have closed captions. Yeah. But if it's for Channel A, 
Yeah. Then. Well, maybe, I mean, as we develop this and as we go, hopefully, into production, we can make sure that, yeah, that those, that we'll have a conversation with Channel 8 about what those closed captions are on, for streaming. For, and not auto-generated, please. Not auto-generated. And also, um, you know, we can talk to marketing about the, uh, the, the release date and doing a, you know, a double drop so that when it goes to air, mm. there is the option to watch it on streaming. So then you can still watch it at the same time. There is, I feel like, even have, being able to have the folks we have in the room in going into these creative conversations. There are, I'm just thinking of like a couple of shows that have done open captions mm. in their shows to particular, particularly when centering characters who are lowercase d and capital D deaf as like the protagonist of that episode or that particular season. Um, and using essentially using the creative rationale to mm. get around, circumvent the usual network reasons for why we don't just open caption everything of like, no, this is this character and this is this story and this story is from that POV. So it is important that if it's from a deaf character's POV, they aren't hearing. So it needs to be open mm. captioned because they're lip reading, you know, um, they're like, I feel like have, I'm glad like you mentioned it up front. So then we can then. Yeah, Take, work make it a create, make it an artistic choice. Mina is right. This conversation, while it might feel like we're going off on a tangent, becomes crucial to our creative decisions around character and structure throughout the week. We have many other tangential conversations. How, what do you think the resistance is? Because it mm. seems like such a small request. It doesn't affect anybody. Like, if you don't want to look at their captions, you don't look at the captions. Yeah. Why do you think it's such a problem? Director's vision. It gets in the way of the director's yeah. vision because it's all about the cinematographer as well. There are lots of obstacles and ideas swimming around in our heads, and we talked about these around and around. In a similar vein, is there any space for us to use dialogue that's not English? <sighs> On Channel 8. Towards the end of day one, all of our conversations seem to come together. Here's the conversation that opened up a way for us to really get stuck into the work of the story and characters. Kiara kicks it off. There are going to be audiences who don't watch Channel 8 whatsoever, but might watch this because mm. of the representation that it's having in it. You know, we might be bringing more audience across and we shouldn't, yeah. like, you know, hold back from the opportunity that we have here. So yeah. are we saying we're creating a show for an audience that's not a Channel 8 audience? This is going to be fun to pitch. Yeah, because that's going to be difficult <laughs> to like go to the network and be like, hi, this show does not apply to your audience. Fund me. They'll be like, no. <laughs> so but they've already mm. given us the money, right? Or well, they've given us... Developed. They've given us the money for, for, for this week. And then I think there'll be further development. The assignment requires us to do something that they don't usually do. Yeah. And, and we understand the assignment, and I think it's, it's in the spirit of executing the assignment to bring something different. Yeah. I mean, they might not end up being what they so like, it, but it is what they asked for. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess the question then is, like, bringing something new to their audience and or mm. bringing more people in. It's, a, and it's kind of an impossible task, mm. right? For us to create a show that takes all the diversity boxes is like, it's very broad um, task. So actually creatively, I would find it 
simpler if there were some parameters put on us like you know we could create like game of thrones which is mainstream it has mainstream appeal but we could have like diversity within a mainstream genre right do you know what i mean whereas like yeah they're a niche they're like um smaller audience shows and that sort of thing so should we be thinking of Mm. like a big mainstream thing but of course we'd have diversity within that mm. and it's got to be an ensemble piece product. then yeah. it's got because it, we can't have a you know a centered character that is what we always have this is diversity work diversity work is slow diversity work is behind the scenes and not just on screen Diversity work is being asked to do impossible tasks. Diversity work is being told that your mere presence as a person from a diverse background means there are no other diversity problems. In the next episode, remember the photo we took at the beginning of the day? Everyone say cheese. Cheese. Well, this photo causes a social media storm. Diversity Work was directed and edited by me, Pearl Tan, and co-created and performed by Pearl Tan, Anna Maria Bello, George Coles, Madison Coles, Emily Dash, More Blessing Mature, Jane Park, Priya Roy, Amy Stewart and Susie Rong. Additional voice performances by Bali Patter and Adam Madsey. Sound recording by Ingrid Raoul. Sound design and mixing by Raquel Cuevas. <laughs>